on SAFM. Now, this is something that has caught some serious wind in the KwaZulu Natal province here for the last couple of weeks or anything to go by. Not quite in the Free State. In fact, the opposite is true. MEC Makalo Mohale to launch school nutrition breakfast program. The department is providing a healthy and nutritious meal to some 597,600 learners from 800 quintiles 1 to 3 primary, secondary and special schools. The inclusion of breakfast in the program will benefit learners by improving their nutrition uptake, general health, learning capabilities, attendance and punctuality. It will also help to address malnutrition and micronutrient deficiencies that affect physical growth and cognitive development of the learners. All the right signals, all the right platitudes. Makalo, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to SAFM. It's the first time I'm speaking to you as an MEC for education. Our last engagements were when you were still at Destia. Are things well with you otherwise in Tlegas? No, no, no. Uh, Good evening. Uh, Greetings to you and the listeners. Uh, I'm very well. Thank you very much. Uh, This is another experience, uh, quite exciting and quite challenging, but... uh, I'm quite happy to now be in, in the sector. Many would have said you've had big boots to fill. I'm not trying to suggest that you wanted to wear the late Tate's shoes, but the point <laughs> is he did a very good job in the province by most accounts, and yours is now to ensure that his legacy, if anything, is maintained. The good projects that he had started or that were running continue, and some of these innovations that you're talking to come through and indeed land on the fertile ground that the MEC had left for us. Share with us then, please, the genesis of this introduction of a school breakfast nutrition program. It certainly does sound right, and it attacks a lot of social issues that otherwise pertain in the province. Yeah, yes, uh, <clears throat> indeed, we, we have started to roll out uh, uh, or the adding the breakfast into the nutrition program in all those schools uh, which are beneficiaries under the program. We have started uh, uh, at the beginning of the current financial year, which has started in, in April, um, and it has been going very well. So last week, we were actually launching it officially in one of the schools uh, in our province, and we are quite happy. And the response that we have seen and the feedback that we have received from the schools in the very first short period of time that we have started with it because uh, we have not encountered any problems. In fact, we are starting to see the benefits of the program because many of the learners could only access the meal at school uh, in, in mid-morning when they were having their only meal, which was served to them. But we have realized that some of the learners, uh, they only access uh, a reasonable meal only when they go to school. And you find that uh, they miss a lot of time because they couldn't concentrate uh, till they have that meal. So with the introduction of the breakfast, it means the learners from the very initial hour of academics in a day, uh, they are more energetic, they are able to concentrate. There has not been any disturbance and such has actually enhanced the process of learning on the on the learner side. So we are quite happy that at least our learners, uh, they're able to be optimal 
in the mm. process of mm. learning and teaching. Yeah. I heard you say it was rolled out in a particular school. Does that mean on present facts, as we are having this conversation, that is, it is not fully rolled out to all the relevant quintiles, one, two, three primary and secondary schools? In other words, there's still uptake taking place? No, no, no. All, all the schools have rolled, okay, have rolled up the program. So uh, normally how we work, we, we like to go and see for ourselves. So we have actually visited one of the schools where the program uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was being rolled out to actually witness how it is and give the feedback because people that were in attendance were not just uh, the learners. Uh, we, we had community members, we had uh, the councillors, we had the principal, SGDs, to actually get the sense as to how uh, the program has been unfolding. And it's all positive response from all those various stakeholders that we've indicated. In fact, from the principals, uh, some of the principals were saying that we have even seen the levels of punctuality being increased because most of the learners will always want to be on time so that they can they don't have to miss their very initial meal. So it has resolved a number of issues even beyond the issue of nutrition. Let's talk about the fact that this program typically should involve the community, more particularly when you talk about your quintiles one to three schools. That is, the parents or those who are otherwise in need of work and have, to whatever extent, a claim in the school program should be absorbed. At least that's the policy of the National Department of Education. Can you confirm to us now that this program as well contemplates that DBE policy and that it does provide, just outside the meals itself, work, dignity and employment to those men and women who are from the community who can help roll out this program? Yes, uh, it's, it's our endeavour. As you know, that uh, we always have uh, uh, good intentions for sustainability in each and every program. To a large extent, uh, we <clears throat> the other consideration is the issue of resources. But since the introduction of this program, it has seen that um, there are a number of uh, other new aspects that are brought about by by the program. Because some of those, for example, those that were only working certain hours because of the breakfast that is included. It has extended uh, their working hours, number one, which has actually, it means there will be a little bit more from what they are receiving, particularly the, what we call uh, voluntary food uh, handlers. But there are also some of the considerations to, to see how we can uh, improve the conditions of all of those that are actually um, uh, participating in that program in that regard, uh, such is still under consideration to see do we have to find the optimal uh, or the balanced approach insofar as how do we look after the pride versus the constraints of resources that are there. But the good intentions remain in place. Final question. Let's talk about the sustainability of this. I mean, I would imagine when you mention that very point on resources, it becomes an inherent question in the South Africa context, obviously, when you want to realize certain rights. All of that is on the proviso that the resources 
for the rollout of such rights indeed are available. Food is a basic right, Section 27 of the Constitution. In pertain, as it pertains rather to children, we engage Section 28.2. I love to quote that, the best interest of the child. How do we ensure what we saw and heard as accounts coming from KZN do not become the experience and the result of the province of the free state in your watch? Yeah, uh, I think we, we, we have invested a lot in terms of the systems uh, that will govern uh, or that will administer the, the, the entire program. For an example, in our case, uh, because of the magnitude of the of the program, uh, one of the strategies that we have used or we are applying is to decentralize the, the procurement and uh, the administrative the, the administration of the logistics uh, to, to the level of the schools. So each and every school is able to procure uh, that which uh, <clears throat> they need. So it becomes easily manageable as opposed to if we were to uh, manage it at a centralized point. But we are not necessarily discounting, mm. uh, on the other hand, the benefits of uh, economies of scale, which would have been brought by sure. the bulk buying. If that, what we are currently doing, uh, and it's not only the conversation only at at the level of the province, I think mm-hmm. that which has been discussed nationally to say, how best do we find a, a best approach to this? But at the center of the consideration is the fact that uh, if you take the province of the state, you are spending more than half a billion. With that half a billion, again, there's an economy to it. It's how best do we use it to leverage uh, on stimulating the local economy in terms of procurement sourcing and so on. So I was about to ask, I mean, how do we ensure <laughs> that this bulk buying and all this amount of money to the extent possible remains in the free state so that you can grow particularly your small business and businesses within the catchment of these schools? I mean, you're a Dastia guy, so I mean, this would be very much close to your heart. I'm giving you 30 seconds, Bru. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, to be straight to the point, is a matter under consideration. All the plans that we had, uh, or that the provincial government has through this year, we are now considering them to ensure that much as they are, they are managed at the small scale at the level of the schools, uh, we are working on the approach where we could have a bulk buying, mm-hmm. which mostly in the main is to ensure that production of all of these commodities takes place within the province of the free state and within the small localities, particularly from the small scale farmers. Uh, and all of the other polls. That's a matter that is now on the table. Very good. No, very good. I'm sorry, I have to go, but I do have a dear friend of yours, Mpoko Matsia, who says, greetings to my former MEC. Well, you clearly did a great job there, Destia, if you're going to be remembered, and even given shout-outs here on SAFM. Makado, thank you so much for your time, sir. We appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks. 2101, it is indeed time for news with my great friend, Modupi Makhalimele. It's 2101.